0: this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire.
1: A weekly podcast talk show about the
0: things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy.
1: And this is Claire. Still still, still Joy Joy and Claire. Claire.
0: This is Joy and Claire. Claire, I was thinking just mere moments ago that it's almost been a year when we transitioned from Girls Gone Wild to This Is joint, Fun.
1: I know. The crazy thing about that to me is that we still get pitched on Girls yeah, Gone Wild. Yeah, you want to talk about people that? People are always emailing us and they're like, hey. Hey, girl. Uh, we got one the other day. Hey, girl. We got one the other day from someone. I love your like, page. Um, I love your podcast and I listen to it all the time. And we were wondering if you'd want to have this person who
0: knows how to nip and tuck and <laughs> yeah, juice cleanses. Yeah, so many and- like.
1: So many juice cleanses, so many like ab, get abs quick. And who was the latest one had some connection to Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, my God.
0: Yes. I I need to pull that one up. That was like classic because I'm like, well, you want to get us on with Gwyneth Paltrow? We'd gladly talk to her. Yeah, I'll have Gwyneth on. Oh, my God. Revive
1: the feed for Gwyneth uh, because she's a Martian. (laughs) And I would just always interested in talking to people from other planets. So good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So thanks for hanging with us for the first year of Joy and Claire. And also the wackiest year possibly in the history of humanity. Yeah.
0: Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought when we started this new podcast journey that this is where we'd end up? Right. No one, most likely. Do you ever miss doing a CrossFit focused podcast like Girls Gone Wad? No,
1: because we could just talk about CrossFit on That's this very podcast true. if we wanted yeah. to, and if we wanted to, we would, but we don't want to, which is why we changed.
0: I'm just nostalgic for h- how we were back then, like the the newness of being in the podcast world. I think yeah. I I don't miss. Only being able, not being able, but only talking about that. But I think that's just the nostalgia of right. like being really the only female hosted like CrossFit. so fresh faced yeah, and so fresh faced, mm-hmm. and, uh, and going to the CrossFit Games and like being recognized, like that was awesome.
1: I really miss. I still miss. I that. Really, I'll always miss the CrossFit Games. I can't wait for the Cross. Like I will go to the games. I, cr- I, I, Cro- I mean, go. like every year we had, we would talk about like, are we going to go. And this year we didn't get to go, and I really missed it. Which so next year I really want yeah, to
0: go. Yeah, for sure. That would just be. Hey, everybody out there that still does CrossFit wants to go to the CrossFit Games. Let's all meet there and have a dance party. <laughs> Wherever
1: yes. we go, I'm just
0: gonna have a dance. Party. In 2021, after <sighs> we've all had our vaccines. God, yeah. Speaking of vaccines.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: What today is? Is it today that they? Today was the first oh, one. So today's so Monday. Amazing. Fourteenth. The,
1: 14th. the this, first non-trial vaccines in the
0: U.S. went this out today. Is a moment
1: in time. And you know we've talked about this before that we're not going to change anybody's mind who is anti-vax as like a methodology right. but i definitely have learned a lot in the last few weeks about the safety and effectiveness of the trials that this went through and of the process that this went through, which I think most people who are typically up, I don't want to say pro-vaccine because I don't, I don't seem, I don't personally think that it's like a belief, a belief system. It's not like you're
0: pro-gravity. You just like
1: believe it. (laughs) Right. I mean, right. Like, you know, I know there's a lot of reasons that people do or do not get vaccinated, you know, sort of speaking to like the otherwise healthy not contraindicated group here. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of reasons that people don't get vaccines, but people who are otherwise fully vaccinated are still wary of this vaccine because of the timeline, a lot of them. And I've just learned a lot in the last couple of weeks that have made me feel a lot better about yeah. that. And I would encourage you to go out and find some information around, you know, there's a ton of people online everywhere right now are putting out Kind of debunking that and saying, like, here's exactly, like, it's so easy to explain exactly why mm-hmm. it went so fast yep. and be like, here's exactly everything that happened. Here are the things that are almost sequential that in fact happened at the same time. And anyway, so there's just a lot of that going around. And I really appreciate that because it's made me feel better. And Brandon, being on the COVID floor, is likely going to get the vaccine within the next mm-hmm. week,
0: which is so and cool. Like, holy cow.
1: It's so cool. And I think I'm pretty sure, yeah, it'll be the Pfizer one, which I think is a two dose, Mm -hmm. right? And then I just want not only is Brandon on the COVID floor, which all of you know, and he goes back and forth. He's in the OR sometimes he gets floated to the COVID unit a lot. And but like my mom is otherwise totally healthy, 64, not in a high risk group. But she is the caretaker for my ninety-three, ninety four year old grandfather. Yeah. And then my dad is seventy-five and and is in remission for lung cancer. So like all of the people in my immediate family around me are really high risk. And given that we're really high risk for being exposed, sure. it's just felt like that oh, much more yeah. isolating for us. Like we're we are the poster family for, you know, the devastating asymptomatic spreading. Oh, yeah. Yep. People in our next circle are very high risk. And so we have just like not really seen people for more than a couple of minutes and we haven't been indoors with them now for like a year. And I'm just really looking forward to, you know, once Brandon gets vaccinated and once my grandfather does and once my dad does, you know, and there, my grandfather and my dad will be in the second round. It'll just feel like we're not going to just go back to normal, but it'll just feel like we're not playing with fire anymore.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is just such such a huge moment. I feel like because we're in it, it's hard for us to realize how momentous this whole experience has been. Like this is really going to go down in the history books, but we don't think about it because we're like, this is just our daily life. But to be in the world, alive in the world when there is a huge pandemic that hasn't happened in years and decades, and then experience the magic of a vaccine for this disease. Like that's, I I just, Mm -hmm. I had to take a moment today. I was like, wow. When I saw the picture of the first, I think it was an ER nurse that got the vaccine. It's Mm -hmm. just, I don't know. There's like the, like we were talking about about a month ago about the light at the end of the tunnel. It's kind of like we have this almost road to end of the pandemic. I wrongly immediately was like feeling like, oh my gosh, now we're free. And that's really not how we should be thinking because not everyone's going to get the vaccine and like how we can, mitigate that. But anyway, it's just important to continue to follow the leadership of your state. And uh, I mean, even if your leadership is not doing the right thing, do the right thing as a human, you know what that is. (laughs) Um, But it's just so exciting. And
1: I think too, it's like, you and Jess and I were talking about this earlier, that it's not a neutral choice. It's not like, get the vaccine... And, you know, guys, again, like, obviously, we are pro-vaccine. We are pro-getting the COVID vaccine. I mean, I'm for science. I don't, like, I'm for science. I'm for science. And so? I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm just, these are my beliefs. And not even beliefs.
0: I don't. I just, no. I just, like, I'm like, it's science. Please, it's science. Let's not argue about science.
1: Whatever, you know, I'm not, not sitting here trying to convince you if you're anti-vaccine to go get a vaccine no. that you truly feel is unsafe. Right. Like, that's up to you. But the choice is not get the vaccine or... Nothing. If the choice is get the vaccine or eventually get COVID, yeah, you know this is a highly contagious situation. Like I was talking to somebody about this the other day, I was almost comparing it to like chickenpox, where it's like if you're a kid and you get chickenpox, if you have a healthy immune system, you're it's probably not that big of a deal. A small percentage of of kids end up with lifelong complications from chickenpox, and a small percentage of immunocompromised kids end up with really terrible chickenpox cases. But the older you get the more extreme it can be to the point of causing blindness and things like that. And, you know, obviously being on a ventilator is in kind of that realm of like extreme complications. And that's kind of how I think we will get to the point of viewing it of like, nowadays, we vaccine our kids for chickenpox. Like I had chickenpox. It was fine. I mean, it wasn't fine. It was a pain in the butt. But like, you know, it yeah, it's so funny, because I don't have
0: kids. I didn't know that they had a vaccine for mm-hmm. chickenpox. I was like, really? They don't kids don't get chickenpox anymore. Because <laughs> I, I got them late in life. I got them when I was in eighth grade. It was so painful, right?
1: But even that is like, like, I got them in second grade. But like, even that is like, you're still a
0: kid. Yeah, But just like typically like little kids get it.
1: Right. Like elementary Mm -hmm. school kids get it. And, you know, I'm, I'll be interested to see if like COVID sort of becomes that for the next generation of like, you know, you can get a vaccine for it. If you get it when you're a kid, it's not that big of a deal, but you get vaccinated because you don't want to expose the adults in your life and you don't want to set yourself up to like maybe be in that minority of cases that do become more intense and more extreme. But like most of the data we have is that healthy kids aren't really affected by COVID that much so it's just interesting that's and that's kind of like like will this sort of become like that where one day we'll kind of look back and be like man remember when we didn't leave our houses for a year because of covid and now we just like it's just like in our flu
0: shot every year it's so weird to think about that it's so weird to think too that even maybe five years from now i'm so glad that we're recording this and just like having this time capsule of like five years from now just being like whoa I almost forgot about 2020. I don't think we're ever going to forget, but like to a no, point where it's like, it like so far behind us. It's like just kind of this blip. I just hope it's that. I hope it's that. I know it's not like that for everyone, but there's a part of me that's like, I just kind of want to race this year. Not really. There's some good lessons, but whatever. Let's move on. There's a lot of
1: good, lot of lessons, good lessons,
0: but, but I'm not I'm not down for looking at the silver lining.
1: Yeah, really exciting week, really like historic week. And you know, whether or not, again, you have questions or doubts about the vaccine, it's definitely a very historic yeah, week. for sure. And it's I'm really glad it's here. So let's talk just look give a little update about your health if you want yeah. to.
0: So it's, I think we recorded our last one. What like, I can't remember when we last recorded the last episode. I want to say it was before. Oh, I think it was. I think was it was it right before I went to the gym. I think it was right before I went to the gym where I was like, oh, I'm going mm-hmm. right now. And I really had a hard time. I <laughs> walked in and I was just. Like went in to pick up a barbell and I just didn't feel good that day. I was kind of shaky and picking up a barbell felt like momentous to me. So just kind of doing some like minor movements just to see how my body felt. I like didn't have any specific program. Like the first day I was going into open gym, I was not like Mm -hmm. be like, oh, I'm going to do this water. I'm going to do this lift. I was like, I just need to know how I feel. I need to know what movement feels like in, in this body right now. And I just tried to do some back squats just to see where I was with that. And it was so, so low for me. I know some people when I posted it messaged and it was like, oh, that's my, that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, yeah, but like for me, I was really, really, I was like back squatting like 180, just fine. And and so when I was leaving the gym, I saw some people that, you know, I used to work out with and they were like, hey, how are you doing? And I just started bawling. And they were like, how are you? What's been going on with you? And so of course I'm like, a terrible liar. And I can't just be like, I'm fine. And I just started crying and I couldn't stop crying. I was just like sobbing as I was telling them like what was going on with me and just being like, I used to be able to like pointing to the pull-up bars. I was like, God damn it. I used to be able to do a pull-up, but now I can't do a pull-up. And I just feel so weak, but this is what's going on with me. And da da da. And so they were just like super kind. I mean, these are girls that like I don't really hang out with or like talk to every day at the right. gym. <laughs> so I felt kind of stupid because I was like, sorry guys, I'm just, you just sim- asked me a simple question and I kind of lost it on you. But you know, since then, I've just been going a, a couple times to the gym just to do open gym. I haven't really done the barbell club yet, which is like the more s- uh, structured kind of like weightlifting class that TJ runs. I kind of chickened out last week cuz I was like, "Oh, I just I don't feel comfortable and confident enough to go to an actual class yet. I like just want to go do my own thing and like see how it feels and watch my heart rate, which is kind of like what I'm the most worried about. Like it gets really high sometimes that I kind of like it almost like kicks you into a panic attack because you're just like so your heart rate's so high that you're like, "Oh my god, am I going to faint, like what's going to go, what's going to happen. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I think I'm confident, feeling more confident after this weekend working out. Like overall, I feel better. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm just so much better. Like I feel just objectively better after seeing my naturopath the few times that I've seen her already. And at our last appointment, she did, she kind of gave me the results of like one of the tests. I've done a ton of tests for her and they're still coming back, so I don't have all of them yet because it takes a few weeks to get, you know, each one back. And the one that she got back was the like the food intolerance test. The intolerance that she showed for me was dairy, just like straight dairy. And then right. the combi- a combination of foods, which is a little more complicated kind of to explain. And and I certainly don't want to like go into the weeds with this because I'm I'm not a doctor and I don't really know like the science behind this. Two foods that she says I like, can't eat within four hours of each other is sugar, I guess the bat
1: like sugar, sugar, like synthetic. sugar. Yes. Yeah.
0: Like she gave me a list of all the like the quote unquote bad sugars. And I know there's, you can go into semantics about all sugars, bad sugar, but just whatever. Um, Like not, not good sugar and fruit. And she's like, these are the, your body can process these. And I don't want you to eat this type of sugar within four hours of each other. She's like, you know, sugar objectively is just not good for you, period. But this is something that you have to work on. Well, I, I think this part is like harder for me to talk talk about only because I'm I'm just so new at it that I don't really know how I feel about it. I don't know what this is gonna lo- what this is gonna look out look like for me. I don't know if this is gonna have to be forever. Like I didn't really ask her that. And I will be like, do I have to do this forever?
1: Mm. <laughs> I think also it's not necessarily like every single detail that you're going through, it's a hard situation to talk about on the podcast because On the one hand, like we've spent, we spend so much time and we'll continue to spend so much time, you know, encouraging everyone listening to not label foods as good and bad and to not move away from entire food groups or, you know, whatever the case may be, but I posted about this on Instagram and it's true just to say again here that like there's a really big difference between treating a diagnosis and quote unquote going on a diet. You know, I don't want anybody to hear this and think like, oh, well, if Joy's you know, not eating sugar and dairy, then I should I should stop eating (laughs) sugar and dairy. And it's like Joy has like an acute diagnosis that she's working through. And you can guarantee that once this is back under control and as soon as you have, you know, the buy in from your medical team, you will be eating sugar and dairy again.
0: Right. I'll be eating all the things. And, you know, this isn't.
1: Right. This isn't like a these foods are bad and you no. should never eat them. It's like a this is a, a there's a diagnosis here you're trying to We're treat, trying to and treat this it. This is one of the yeah, tools. This is
0: one of the tools. And you know, she truly believes, and again, I'm not a doctor, I don't know a ton about naturopath naturopath doctors, but like I should back up. I don't know enough about the work and treatment plans that naturopaths use to be like, Oh yeah, this is why she's doing it. I'm just kind of like, Yeah, mm-hmm. it, this makes sense to me. When we sit in an hour-long conversation, like I'm almost ready to start taking notes because we she takes an hour for each appointment. And she says so much during that appointment that I'm like, I can't remember half of I mean, I remember it, but I don't like right. remember it enough, well enough to like repeat it and sound like I know what I'm talking about. You know, like the, the diet stuff is truly, she's like very focused on, you know, training the whole body. That's what naturopathic doctors do and kind of getting your gut healed and all of these things. So dairy is out um i think that was the probably the easy not easy because like I, if anyone has suggestions for like quick and easy meals for this type of like eating i am struggling with like what to bring to work because i'm so used to like my snacks and like the daily things i would bring mm-hmm. to work for food because i i always eat at work because i walk JT. So it's like my lunch break anyway. So those are the things where I'm like, Oh, just like my usual routine foods that I would usually make for myself are gone. So I kind of have to start over again. And I was eating like a lot of dairy or things that I didn't realize had dairy. So it's like kind of, you know, not to quote a diet, but it was like back when we did the whole 30, where you just have to read all these labels to be like, what that has sugar in it. Mm. It was like that, like this has dairy in it. What are you talking about? And then, so the sugar and fruit thing is like something I'm really having a hard time with. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want to have, you know, this food, but it has sugar in it. And then it also has fruit in it or, you know, those types of things where I just have to like be so careful and I'm giving myself grace. I'm not like being strict about it. Like at first, I know this is something that will heal me, that will help heal me. So I'm not beating myself up for it, up over it. If I'm like, oh crap, that had sugar in it. And I had fruit like an hour ago. Right. It's an
1: art, not a science. It's yes.
0: And so even my doctor was like, don't worry about it. Like just... Like let's start moving, do the best you can. Like let's start moving towards it.
1: I think one thing too that you said that I really liked was that you actually were like, hey, you know, I'm considering like pushing back on this a little bit. This doesn't feel sustainable to me. And recognizing that like all the advice or all the, you know, medical directives in the world aren't going to help you if they're adding. So especially for something like hyperthyroidism, like if they're just adding all the stress to your life, then the outcome of that is going to potentially be a wash. For sure. Because you're adding. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that it's interesting, too, to like, even when you really trust someone or even when you really have a doctor who you know is in your corner to still have those conversations and advocate for yourself. And I feel like that's really just the name of the game of this entire diagnosis is like really putting yourself first and saying, you know, I hear what you're saying, but like. This does not work for me. This is make, this is making me crazy, stressed out, thinking that you know I could I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up, right? I think it's also interesting for people you know like us who have lived in the health and fitness world for so long and are so sensitive, and you in particular are so sensitive to being told what to do and what not to do when it comes to your diet. And like we've talked about this a bunch, that you as soon as somebody says like, okay, joy, you know, go on this diet, you're like, no, you just immediately like your gut reaction is just like like when you pick up a cat and they just like thrash out of your arms yeah. immediately like that's like you and someone tries to put you on a diet you know so sort of have to like go against those instincts and like finding out that you're allergic to dairy I'm also technically allergic to dairy and I remember finding out I was allergic to dairy when I was 15 and I cried in the car on the way home because I was like I love mac and cheese oh. so much
0: well like everything and, that know, I've been eating lately has dairy yeah. in it because I've just been enjoying all the dairy like just that's what right you, do. you were
1: like And that's what you you were even joking about. You're like, all my my body wants is like cake and ice cream. And that's great. Totally. And it's just hard, you know, to be told like you can't have these things that you like. And even though you fully understand why and you fully understand the like long term game and you understand that like there are far worse things on this planet than being told you can't have dairy. It's just so hard to hear like, hey, you, you know, that huge category of things that you really enjoy. You can't have them. Yeah, it sucks.
0: Yeah, it yeah. totally sucks. And I think here's here was my first thought when she said it. I remember she, she's so cute. She like has these papers and she like has them on her desk and she has this cute little office and she like kind of holds up the paper. She's like, so have your nutrition results or it's an intolerance test.
1: You're not like your throat's not closing up if you have. 100%.
0: Yeah. But she says just for ease, like just say you have an allergy because people don't really want to, she's like there's sensitivities, there's intolerances, there's intolerances and then there's allergies. You don't need to cu- like be worried that you're going to have to go to the hospital if you have milk, but, or dairy. But she's like, you just need Mm -hmm. to know that your body is not doing well on this right now. And this is contributing to some of your issues. So yada, yada, yada. So my first reaction was like, whoa, we have answers. Like I just, Mm -hmm. like, I get excited for answers and results and like the data to show what's going on with me and maybe what's contributing to all this stuff. So at first I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. I've done, like, I go into like this, like a student person that wants to do well and I'm like, okay, so I've been vegan before. So the dairy thing is like could not be going to be a good big deal. You know, like, so in her office, I'm like planning all these things. I was like, okay, so I've some vegan cookbooks. I can go back then. I kind of know what dairy, like non-dairy products are out there, blah, blah, blah. But then, and then the whole fruit sugar thing, I didn't really grasp like how fucking hard that was going to be. So Scott and I were at the grocery store this weekend and I was just like, I'm so sick of, it. I'm going to talk to my doctor and be like, I'm really having a hard time with this. Like, can we start with one of these? <laughs> right, um, yeah. But that's something that she and I will discuss. But you know, I just started like reading labels, and it just bothered me that I had to like read labels to like put something in my cart. You know, I was like, and then if I had something I didn't really know if it was dairy or not, I just wouldn't get it. And then all the vegan like I can eat meat, by the way, guys. Like that's fine. It, but like, right? Like,
1: yeah, the vegan just is easy yeah, it's just it's easier like for me to understand
0: like the non-dairy products, and so I was mm-hmm. just like looking at some of the vegan cheeses and yogurts and the vegan yogurts like so soupy. It's like, (laughs) I had a like minor meltdown. I was like, I can't eat anything. And then Scott was so cute. He started going around and like looking for things that were vegan that didn't have dairy Uh in it. And he starts grabbing like these crackers and then like these cakes and these like, these like, like you know, every Blondies. And I'm like, I can't have a diet of like Blondies and crackers, Got Like, <laughs> it's just so I funny. Mean, I was like, I, <laughs> but it was just so cute because he's like, this is vegan. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And I love you for trying. Um, so anyway, like the long and long short of it right here is just like, I'm taking steps every single day. I do have a long term goal of just like being past this and mm-hmm. starting to feel better. I The stuff that she has me on right now, I am feeling better. And so I'm like taking those little wins. It's not like I'm extremely like 180 doing great, but I notice my symptoms have reduced significantly since seeing her and the things that she has me on. So, I mean, and I hesitate to, I'm gonna gonna talk about this just to like stop putting a stigma on it, but I lost a significant amount of weight. Um, I'm not gonna say how much weight because I don't wanna like get stuck on numbers, but- Well, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Your body
1: is your body, Yeah.
0: I've noticed in the past week, I've gained some of that back. And that's been so... For someone like my whole life who was like trying to be in shape, like lose weight right. and lose 10 pounds. <laughs> <I really laughs> to like gonna lose three pounds. Yeah. I can't tell you the like mind around when I was losing weight to be like, oh, wow, I must be like just losing right. muscle. Good job, oh, Joy. Well, yeah. Oh, I must be the running. Oh my gosh. And then when it was like going down more, like, and it kept going... And then when I found out I had this diagnosis, I was so pissed. I was like, every time I'd get on the scale and it would drop, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I would I'd be like, dang it. And to have that totally flipped in my brain now, to be like, I will never ever take for granted my health and being at a healthy weight. And I will never, mm-hmm. like when I get back to that weight, because I wanna get back to that weight, I will never have a day sure, I may have a day where I don't feel great, but I'm never going to be like, mm, I want to lose weight. Like, right. we all have those days. I'm not saying like, we're all perfect. And we never th- think about that. But there's certain days where I'd be like feeling crappy in my skin. I just feel like now I have such a perspective. And it's not to say like, oh, I have this, this great, you know, aha right. moment, but you it was just your body. 100% no, of the it time, was just like such yeah. a weird, such a weird experience to go through this to be like, getting mad, because I was losing weight. And obviously, I have a diagnosis that causes that. And I think that's more why I was so pissed. And now being like, this week, I've gained some of the weight back. And I'm like, it's working. Like, this is so exciting. Yeah. So that's just been something that I'm celebrating, too, of just like, I want to be at the weight where my, I know my body is the healthiest. And I think that's something we all need to celebrate is, you know, we all know like where our body is the healthiest and where it should sit or like where it feels its best naturally. Not saying like, Mm -hmm. oh, I lost 10 pounds and I felt great because whatever.
1: Well, and I think there's like, you know, we always kind of like remind ourselves that we come into this conversation from a place of having, really from a place of thin privilege for lack of a, you know, a better way to put it. And I always try to remind myself of that, that anytime I say like, you know, I just want to be like a healthy weight. That's such a loaded term for so many people. Sure, But I think, you know, what you're saying is basically like,
0: oh, here's what I mean by healthy. Let me define healthy for me. Healthy for me is like where I know I just sit. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Is that, so I, I just like, healthy for me is like, I know that my body is like for most of my life. And again, like, that's just me. Mm-hmm. I've sat, at, I've sat at this like place where I'm like, I pretty much know like this is where my body wants to be. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like we could go into so many weeds with that conversation about like.
1: Totally. Like inside. where does your body want to be? And yeah, what does exactly. That mean and, and you know, but right. I think like for you to have that identified, yes. you know, and It's like this is something that is a benchmark for you that you know you feel like is useful and is something that you want to go back to.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, like right now, my body is not healthy because of this shit that's going on with me. So I want to get back to be like I could do a CrossFit workout. I could like those like in my own world, in my experience, that's what Mm -hmm. that definition means to me. Just to make sure people aren't like taking that as being like you need to be healthy and you.
1: Right, go lose, lose right. weight. No, lot, no, 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 no. Gaining weight, lose weight, right. gain weight. Yeah, your yeah. weight is your, is your health. Yeah. And I think you know, a, a lot of the things that you've been talking about and the, a lot of like the things that you've been saying about how it feels to go back in the gym, you know, I think are very analogous to the way that it feels to go back to the gym postpartum yeah. or after an injury, yeah. after like a significant injury or a surgery where you really feel like, You don't have a great baseline for like expectations on your body. And that is really a jarring experience. And it like it takes a long time to gain that confidence back, that self-confidence in like thinking my body will do what I ask it to do. It's so easy to take that for granted. And then when you lose it, you're like, oh, my gosh, it never occurred to me that like one day my body wouldn't do what I wanted it to do. You know, I think that for somebody like you who's been very like physically active and like physically like identified really as being an active person. For sure. Like
0: I've always identified as being like, I am really strong and I'm, you know, right. super identical. yeah
1: And, you know, to lose that, it's like, you really have to think to learn again, how to like value your body in a way that's not outcome based. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of like, you hear that all the time. Like, oh, I finally learned to like love my body for what it could do. But like, what if your body also doesn't do what you want it to do? <laughs> right and you know it's like
0: it's hard not to compare like like what i used to do it's so hard not to compare to that
1: yeah right and so it's like you know that's this that's the narrative it's like you either well you don't you're not supposed to love your body only because of how it looks you're supposed to love it for what it can do well what if it stops doing what you want it to do so now what are you left with just loving your body for the sake of the fact that it you know like we talked about this what was the line i had? where it was like the i love my body just because it like holds my organs in place exactly Most of the time. Most of the time.
0: Holds my organs in place. Thank you, body.
1: Thanks for doing that. Thanks for holding my organs in place most of the time. That, to me, should be the bare minimum of things that we, you know, and there are people out there whose organs are out of whack, are out of place, Mm -hmm. and that's fine, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we have these imperfect meat bags that we are forced to walk around with, and for some reason, we think that our bodies and our identity are intrinsically connected, and they just aren't. Yep. And it takes going through stuff like this to realize, like, you know, that stuff is so fleeting. And the less you can manage to have your identity be tied to what your body looks like or what your body can do, mm-hmm. either of those things. Yeah. Just your body, period.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: whether what no matter what the metric is, it's just like... I think that it's something that none of us are ever going to get away from in the U.S. living here and, you know, in like sort of Western society. But it is interesting when you have these experiences that sort of like make you realize like, oh, wow, I didn't realize how much I was relying on my ability to lift weights.
2: Totally,
0: totally. Or XYZ. Yeah, it's just, and I feel like this whole year has just been a flip upside down. I mean, I wasn't even going into the gym, but now it's like, I guess I wrongly assumed that I could just go back in and be like, I could get some strength back pretty quick. I I mean, that's just how I've always been. So, It's a process. I'll keep sharing. I hope you guys find this helpful if you're going through something similar or even just kind of like going through a setback like this and struggling with going back to something you used to love and trying to get back into it. And you feel it feels like it's brand new. It feels like you're starting all over again. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Someone in the comments in our Instagram once said, someone posted like, oh, I'm so excited. You get to start all over and like have PRs again. And I'm like, that's a great way to look at it because, Mm -hmm. you know, I've done the same stuff for so long with CrossFit, and I kind of hit a point where I like didn't really get that much stronger unless I started like really training hardcore. <laughs> um, and I'm like, that's such a good way to look at it. Like even this weekend, I went into the gym and I felt this like you know that moment where you start to like, get into the groove with something. And you're like, oh, this is how this feels, or oh, I'm confident even just picking up a barbell and cleaning it. Like I remember how a clean feels. I felt this like motivation like, come back of, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Not that I was like throwing tons of weight, but just that feeling of, this is what I know how to do. That felt really good. So thank you guys for just sharing your own experiences. I know I've said that before, but I can't thank you enough for just sharing and being just open to sharing what you're going through, because it really helps. And I hope even just sharing just the stuff that I'm going through helps someone out there. Because, you know, even if it helps one person, it's just it sucks. And I don't want anyone to feel alone. As always, that's kind of the goal of our podcast. But yeah, I'll keep sharing. And I just appreciate you guys very much.
1: So Other things going on in the world. Let's see. We've already talked about (laughs) the vaccine. We've talked about your thyroid. Yeah,
0: I know. Um, I have some pop culture stuff that I'm very, very excited about. If anyone has HBO Max, they have this new show called Styled, Stylish, no, Stylish with Jenna Lyons. And Scott and I binged it in a weekend. It is so good. If you don't know who Jenna Lyons is, where have you been? She was the head of J Crew for mm-hmm. she's worked at J Crew for like 30 years but then she became like the head designer at J Crew and i think she did that that job for like i don't know 6 or 7 years and then she left but she was like the re- she like dressed america right like that was kind of her label was she like was the woman who dressed america so she has this show kind of a it's it's a really cool mix cuz like reality show competition show and then it's also beautiful things, like beautiful architecture, because she is doing this, like, she's kind of starting a new business and she wants to do more interior design, which she's amazing at. So they kind of show some of her designs and then like she hires, she does all these different jobs and she hires a team for each job. So over the time you kind of get to see these new people that she hires. It's such a good show. She's such an interesting human, like watching her. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I would love, she's someone I would like definitely want to go to lunch with. So if you are into, like, cool things, watch Jenna Lyons' Stylish on HBO Max. That's, like, something I really was excited to share with you guys this week. Anything else pop culture? Trash Truck
1: came out with a Christmas episode. Yes! (laughs) It's actually so cute. (laughs) If you have kids who are, like, probably, like, six and under, or even, like, maybe seven or eight and under, they probably will love Trash Truck. It's about this little boy who's friends with a trash truck and a bear and a raccoon and this, like, friendly rat lady. And they just like go on adventures and they just came out with a with a Christmas episode. Um and it was lovely and I would recommend it. That's my book.
0: Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, and Taylor Swift came out with her second album this year. Oh my gosh. Um what was this what was the tweet that you posted that was like, Have you accepted the Lord and Sailor? Yeah, have
1: you have you accepted our Lord and Sailor t- Taylor Swift into your heart?
0: I know. <laughs> you it
1: so good. My favorite tweet right now is Can't believe we've gotten more Taylor Swift studio albums than government stimulus checks in 2020. (laughs) It's so true.
0: It's so true. Anyway, that's good. That's good pop culture. Um, I love her new album, by the way. It's so Ah, beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's like the perfect. Those two albums like saved us this year, at least for me. I think it was great. All right. The question from last week was... What is a resolution that you actually, or like you say resolution and habit, kind of both?
1: Like what resolution have you made in the past that actually turned into a habit that's stuck? Yes, thank you. And I've always just been curious about this because like, so like one that I thought of was like several, several, several years ago, like in 2012 or 2013, I made a resolution that I was gonna do I was going to try the zone diet and I like completely stuck to it. The Zone Diet. And uh, do you remember that? (laughs) And I was like, but I like, I loved it at the time. It was exactly what I needed. It was like perfect. I was, you know, I'm like sort of a chronic under eater and it was like exactly what I needed. And just for some reason I've tried doing so many like, you know, macros, everything since then. And like nothing ever clicked as much as the zone diet did in January of 2013. Funny. And I've tried the zone diet again and it like never clicked the same way. And I don't know what it was. But like, it's just like gonna live in the past is this like moment in time where I, you know, the zone diet
0: really clicked for my life. Okay, that was when like Jennifer Aniston made it all popular. I think like she was on the zone diet. And then no, I- No, re-
1: it was because that's what we learned in our L1. Oh, okay, like, okay, hold on, diet. hold on.
0: Like this is, I'm going back to like 1997 because that okay. the zone diet was like created forever ago. And I remember the, it was like Jennifer Aniston on Friends was doing the zone diet. So it became super popular, Barry Sears, whatever. And I remember buying the book. This is how like, entrenched in diet culture I was I like bought the book I didn't have any money I don't know how I bought this book when I was in college took it home and did nothing with it that's like my whole I'm like oh this is too much work (laughs) that checks out for you that's so great that's my
3: whole life that's
0: your experience
1: I listened to it on audiobook oh when I was like driving anyway That was that. So that's my example of like the time that for some reason everything came together and I just like got so in to the zone diet.
0: But public service announcement to our listeners, please don't do it (laughs) unless you like.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It was a great I had a great experience with it. You know, well, I'm I'm just saying like don't get entrenched in
0: like a diet. Don't get entrenched into diets. Okay, this one is from Emily. Emily says, hello, Joy and Claire. Another fun and thought-provoking question. I had to do some digging for this one. Attached is my voice memo. This is from Emily.
3: Hello, Joy and Claire. This is Emily from Fort Collins again. And I was really trying to think of a resolution or goal that I made that stuck. So I guess two of these. But I actually, in my notes app every year, I write down all of my new year's intentions and then like I have a little check mark next to them if I completed them or not so I started this in 2017 so I was able to like go back and that's something that I've carried over that's actually super fun and I love but one of those that I saw in 2017 was I wrote and checked off if I can do a task in two minutes or less I do it in that moment so that one came about because of dishes (laughs) in the sink I would always like pile up dishes in the sink like hand wash dishes and they just stack up over time and then I'd always be stressed out in the morning and put it off and so whenever I would do them I'm like this takes me well sometimes this takes me like two minutes so that kind of came about is if I see my dishes in the sink I'll ask myself if I can do this in two minutes or less I'll do this now and then same thing with laundry if I can do this Two minutes or less, I'll do it now. So even like I'll fold like half my laundry and then go back to it the next day. So I just found myself that kind of I adopted that habit. So I ask myself that all the time. Like if I put something on my to-do list, does it really need to be on my to-do list for the day or can I just do it now? That's something that I didn't even realize that I adopted from 2017. Um, So I'm so glad you asked this question and I'm looking forward to hear everyone else's. (laughs) that's a
0: good one.
1: That's really cute. I like that a lot. And I think actually like that reminded me, I don't think it was a resolution, but it was like sort of like a a specific, okay, we're going to start doing this now. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, we were like, okay, for whatever amount of time, we are going to clean the kitchen every night before we go to bed. And now it's just a habit. Like we never, ever, ever go to bed with a dirty kitchen. And it's, if you out there are listening and you want a way to make your life smoother, clean your kitchen every night, because waking up to a clean kitchen is the best. Is the best. Like, I don't care if it's going to take you 30 minutes. Like, that 30 minutes at night is going to save you from having to, like, forget about your dishes again the next morning. Like, it's just, you just start with a clean slate. You totally do.
0: Yeah. It's like staying ahead of the game.
1: And there's something so cathartic about, like, starting the dishwasher and then going to bed.
0: Yeah. Like, the hum of the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. So great. I agree. Okay. This one is from
3: Kelly. Hey, this is Kelly from Knoxville, and my New Year's resolution win was three years ago. I wanted to be someone who flossed. I feel like people who floss have their life together, so I decided to floss every single day for a year, and not only did it stick and I still floss every single day, I have a favorite type of floss, and I have not had a cavity since, so I don't have my life together, but I am somebody who flosses. Have a good day.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, that is something, this is not the official question for next week, but I would love for people to like send us an email or a DM and tell us like, what is that thing that you are convinced like people who have their life together do X?
0: Oh, people who have their life together. Oh my God.
1: Finish the sentence based on like your personal beliefs. Like people who have their life together always do X. I feel like I think like people who have their life together always have uh, like regular hair and nail appointments. Oh,
0: yeah, the, the second you said that, I immediately thought of Emily from Cupcakes and Cashmere because I'm like, her life yes. is like so perfect. She has, totally. People so who perfect. have their
1: lives together have like <laughs> pasta night and pizza night and sausage night and...
0: And I know her not, life is not like perfect, but every time I see her Instagram, it's like one of those things where I'm like, my life is in shambles. I mean, it's perfect on Instagram. It really is. So- yeah. Okay. This is from Jenny. She says, ladies, love this prompt. Hope... A minute and forty-one. Is it too terribly long? (laughs) Love the pods. Love hearing the listener memos. Definitely makes this feel like a community. Thanks for letting me share mine with you.
4: Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Jenny in Richmond, Virginia. Something I picked up a few years ago um, that's been really transformative was budgeting. Um, It wasn't something I picked up on a whim. I picked it out out of a complete necessity to get on top of my financial situation. I was 40 with no retirement savings and a lot of student loan debt that I just couldn't seem to make any headway on. And so I started studying Dave Ramsey's book and methods and the budget mom's uh, methods and began really working at being an effective budgeter for the first time in my entire life at age 40. And it has been transformative. I was able to pay off my $28,000 in student loan debt in nine months, which is huge. I've been able to uh, have like a savings account that has actual savings in it. I've been able to cash flow all of our Christmas um, spending for the since that time for the last few years, all our vacations, pay off a car, and finally get to that retirement saving and planning that is so important that I was uh, putting off. And it feels amazing. Budgeting has become like a way of life. And, and to have a handle on my money is something that like was not in my family tree or my family legacy. And it feels really good to be on top of that. Anyway, thanks for letting me share. You guys take care and have a great holiday.
0: Oh, I want her to like, how did you do it? Everyone's going to be like,
1: how did oh my you gosh, I need a budget? Jenny?
4: <laughs> Jenny. She said, okay, Dave
1: Ramsey, budget mom. Yep. Got it. Got it. I know. That's amazing. I feel like a budget is like the number one thing that people like know that they need, but don't know where to start. And it's just like, but that's empowering to hear that she didn't make it happen until 40 and then still was able to get her crap together.
0: You know who's good at a budget? Scott Parrish? Yes. (laughs) I have a feeling. Can I tell you the man has, he's good at spreadsheets and he makes a spreadsheet for Christmas gifts every year and he logs them all of like. wow. What he buys for each person. I need a
1: Scott Parrish in my life. Can Scott Parrish just become like, I feel like he (laughs) needs to start like a personal services brand. He
0: does. He really does. He doesn't even know it. He has no idea like how good he is at it. He's just like. No idea.
1: Scott Parrish needs his own podcast advice podcast. Seriously. We need to have him on the podcast. I mean, I don't, you know, we do and we don't. We
0: do and we don't. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is from... Okay. This one is from Riley. It says, hi, Joy and Claire. I've really been enjoying these voice memos. Long-time listener, first-time caller. What I didn't get to say in the short memo is that Joy, you also influenced my education path. I'm now now getting my master's in psychology, and I believe listening to you put your therapy hat on for so many years really got me. That's so cool. Okay. This is from Riley.
5: Hey, Joy and Claire. This is Riley. I just want to tell you about the New Year's resolution that stuck for me. I want to preface that it's a little bit diet culture but it does end well. So about nine years ago, I was 15, and my mom had just been diagnosed with breast cancer, and I found the Whole30 through paleo G. So I love following Julie Still. She's awesome. And it's eventually how I found you guys, and I've been listening to you guys ever since. But it really kick-started this learning curve for me and my family about how what you eat impacts the body and I eventually went to nutritional therapy school and then I found out I had an eating disorder I finally realized that after anyways and so you guys have just been really really influential and so helpful in getting a good relationship with food again for me. And I can't tell you how good it feels to have that healthy relationship and how much you guys have helped. I love just everything you guys do. I have enjoyed listening to you over the past several years and you guys are great.
1: <gasps> Thank you so much. I love, it always think you feel like, you mean I'm really nominated? <laughs> that was cute. I think, I mean, I, I do think, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. I have had a good experience with things like Whole30 and macros, Yeah, you know, that yeah. be- from an educational standpoint. And right. I think that those tools are can be amazing tools for things like realizing, wow, the food that I eat has a huge impact on how I feel. You know, I think like that's, that is the light bulb moment for a lot of people. And that's sure. why I'm actually grateful that Whole30 is, has become so mainstream is because it gives people this moment to be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I don't have to have headaches every day. And, you know, I can like, and all of these things. Are so impacted by your food. Like for me, like I if I wake up in the morning and the first thing I eat is like a pancake, like if the first thing I eat is like a really high, really, really carb What's that what's that word? Um, Starchy. Where it has like a lot of sugars in it, and you're you know how you're supposed to eat like fat things with carb things. What's that's called? It used to it was like a buzzword in the diet culture oh, not too long ago. You guys are all screaming at us right now. I don't wanna know. Glycemic index. Oh, jeez. I know, there it was right there. <laughs> So if I, if I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I only eat something with a super high glycemic index, I will have a migraine that day.
0: Oh
1: yeah. And like if I wake up and I have pancakes and that's all I eat and I don't also have, you know, and I don't also have like bacon or something else with it, I will have a migraine that day. And that doesn't mean that like I never eat pancakes so that pancakes are like a bad quote unquote no. food, but it means that like, I you know that about that my about body yourself. that, the, yeah. that this food causes me to have a migraine. Yeah. And you know, it's and it's really liberating to know that like x equals y. Yes.
0: And I have control over that. Yeah. And I will say the thing that I will always be grateful for, for the whole 30. I'm not saying go on a diet, you guys, but I'm I grateful that I learned so much that I had just bought thinking there was no sugar in it had sugar in it. Like I was really grateful mm-hmm. for that. Like objectively speaking, it doesn't make me feel good to have a crap ton of sugar in my diet. Like that's just right. objective, right? Let's not not labeling. For you, um, right. I feel like we always have to have disclaimers when we talk about diet stuff. I know. But you guys know us by now, hopefully, that like we want everybody to just feel confident and do what makes you happy. The second you go on some diet and you start feeling restrictive and miserable,
1: right. run,
0: run, away. run, run away. Okay, let's do two more. Yeah, let's do, okay, two more. Two right. more. This is from EJ. I love EJ. I love EJ. Hi, EJ. It says, hi, Joy and Claire. We met EJ at the games. Uh, Here is my mm-hmm. voice memo response to the question you asked in episode 52. Can't wait to hear the new episode. I've been loving listening to the podcast on my drives home from work. Cheers. Hey, Joy and Claire. It's EJ
3: calling from Houston. The most surprising thing about habits is that I have any at all because I'm absolutely terrible at maintaining new routines. But the one that I have actually started and kept um, is that I stretch when I brush
0: my teeth. I love it so much because it is a great way to get in some quality stretches
3: after a tough day at work or a big workout. And it gives you a way to know that you've brushed your teeth for long enough. (laughs) Anyway, can't wait for this new episode so I can hear all of the awesome habits that I will think about doing and never start. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
0: amazing! Okay, great. Stretching while you brush your teeth. So I love it. I love that. I just love the visual. I love the yes. visual, EJ, of just being like, I'm gonna do
1: my stretches while. I am. Right, I can just see them with like their <gasps> like tooth like brushing their teeth. Totally. They're like their foot up on the counter, just reaching <laughs> over their head with like a little Jane Fonda action that's so good oh I so love good.
0: that one <laughs> I'm excited to listen to all the habits that I'm never gonna do but then I'll I'm pick. never gonna pick up okay last one is from Lindsay
2: hey Joy and Claire this is Lindsay love you too so much so the habit that I started when I was 22 was running I had a friend who wanted to train for a half marathon and at the time I thought she was nuts but I thought hey why not and seriously the only thing I ever did was the elliptical for like. 30 minutes at a time. We started training together and I remember the first time I ran two miles in a row and I was so floored. That was so awesome. And our schedules never kind of worked out so she ended up not continuing to train for it. She didn't do it but I did. It took me like two and a half hours. It was raining. It was gross. At the end I told my boyfriend, I said, I'm never doing that again. Don't let me ever do that again. But then the next year I signed up for it again and I really liked running because it gave me a schedule. It gave me something to work towards and since then I've completed one marathon and my boyfriend now husband has also done one marathon and that led us to CrossFit just working out and exercising and that led me to you too so that is my habit that I still do today love you bye love you too
0: that's so cute where she's like and then running led to CrossFit and then led me to you guys oh my goodness (laughs) yay running leading you to CrossFit leading you to I kind of like stories hearing about how people found us so great well that's all the voicemails what's our question for next week okay so
1: next week when you hear this, it will be Christmas Eve. Oh my gosh. So for those of you who celebrate Christmas Eve, I would love to hear, and it doesn't have to be Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, if you celebrate another, you celebrate equinox or, you know, Yule or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, I would love to hear what is a tradition for the, you know, winter solstice holiday time period. (laughs) that means a lot to you, that you think is fun, and or I would love to hear a tradition that you aspire to. Because I feel like a lot of people out there listening probably are aspirational traditioners. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear if you're like, I've always wanted to like go you know, look at Christmas lights on Christmas Eve, and I never have.
0: I'm going to say, say mine right now. I aspire to be the person that A, does holiday cards with cute pictures on them. Uh-huh. Um, I get them every year from all my friends, and they're so cute, but I don't. I never do them. But fun fact: When I was in my twenties and living single, I used to do like a newsletter to my friends for the holidays. Yeah,
1: how I like what my life is like. A newsletter from some of my like friends'
0: moms. Oh, it's so great! I used to do a newsletter, and I used to actually like put pictures on that. Oh my gosh, so funny! Anyway, and then I also aspire to be the person that has the family that does matching pajamas every day on Christmas.
1: Oh my gosh! I mean, they make dog pajamas, Joy. Yeah,
0: but I'm just saying, like, just like wake up and everybody gets the gift of like the same pajamas that's cute. I think that's a cute idea. I love seeing families who like have the big, <gasps> I'd love to know if you're that family. I want to know yes. all your traditions. Is
1: that your tradition that you love yes. getting like on your pajamas? There was a great like awkward family photo fail where it was like everybody's sitting in front of the Christmas tree and they're matching pajamas and the dad was just naked and like shirtless. And it was like, Amazon didn't bring dad his pajamas. <laughs> like, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so oh, please tell wait. us, it doesn't have to be Christmas, but, you know, in the spirit of Christmas Eve, I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, what are your traditions that you like or what are your traditions that you aspire to have?
0: Like <laughs> mine. Day. I have two.
1: So you can send us a voice memo. Use the voice memo app on your phone. Hold it up to your face like you're making a phone call. Send it to this is at gmail.com Or you can also always just write us an email and just type out what you want us to say and we'll just read it on the podcast. You can also go to our Instagram, this, no, sorry, at Claire underscore, click the contact us button. It'll take you to a Google voice mail voicemail box that you can leave a message. Try to keep it around a minute to a minute and a half tops. That lets us play Play more, even more voice memos. And we love hearing from you. So thank you guys for playing a lot. This has like become my favorite
0: thing. I know. I love it. I really do. Keep them coming. And if you're like hesitant, just send it. Don't even think about it. Just send it. Yep. Right. All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.